Yeah, I, I almost stopped myself too when I said daily. Okay, well, it's daily if you start from the beginning. Yeah, it's been a. <coughs> did you even publish the last episode? Uh, not yet, I don't think. Well, you're a goofball. Whatever. The week before we were solid. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get this one or the last one on this one published. Yeah, those will come out this week. It'll be just fine. It'll be fine, Penny. Okay. You know, even even big timey television shows, you know, they slow down once in a while. Saturday Night Live isn't on every week. It should be. <laughs> the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt isn't on every night. Well, no, but they do have Saturday <laughs> and Sunday news with other hosts or other anchors. Should we look into getting other hosts to fill in for us? Yeah, no. <laughs> We could, I think we could go on to Fiverr and hire like some Pakistani guys to talk about it for an episode. Oh, Jesus. I'm thinking no. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious just to drop in one from totally new people that don't know anything. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll get uh, the penultimate warriors to talk about it or some other make of that. Yeah, but you knew too much about the show to be, to co-host that with matt you're gonna have to find someone to co-host with matt that has no idea about supernatural yeah well I'm, I'm sure matt's got friends at least one or two we'll see if that diamond dave guy that we love so much is available <laughs> <laughs> okie dokie all right that's enough inside talk for now anything going on in your life though no you are like really slow and pooped out today yeah, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm sorry, but I do want to do this because, you know, it's important to me to do this uh, because I guess I thought about my PO saying I needed a hobby, so I guess this is my hobby. Yes, this very much is your hobby. So that's why, even though I'm not really feeling it today, I do want to do this. I love the show. I love talking to you. I love you. I love talking to you about the show. And, you know. So you're going to fake it till you make it today? Yeah, fake it till I make it today. All right, well, season six, episode 10, Caged Heat. We brought this up a little bit, but that it was an exploitation movie in the 70s about a woman's prison. So, just by that name alone, I'm assuming that there's a prison somehow involved in women. And I was right. Sorry, I'm playing with my... I'm just, no, I'm just doing something on my computer here. Okay, there we go. Okay. I'm ready. Yes, you were right. It did have a couple women in it. And a prison. And a prison. We're going to have to watch this Cage Teat movie now. Oh, no. See, last night I watched the, we watched the 73 version of Soylent Green because it's set in 2022 and this is 2021. But, yeah, it was way more boring than I remembered it because last time I saw it, well, I was a kid and it was probably in the 70s. See, when I was a kid and watched it, I thought it was super slow and boring. I thought it was pretty good last night. You know, now that I'm an adult and can follow conversations and pay attention to what everyone's saying. And not just tune out, you know, when there isn't a car chase or something. Because there are no car chases in Soylent Green. No, no, there are no car chases. There's a lot of, lots of walking around watching a sweaty Charlton Heston ask questions. And yes. steal a lot of shit, too. Yeah, he does steal a lot. Yeah, I totally forgot about that part from watching. Because, like I said, it's been a million years since I watched it. But totally forgot about him stealing stuff from rich people. And there goes Harley barking her full head yeah, off. Yeah, we'll ignore her for a second. So the one scene in that movie, though, I remembered from a kid was when he uh, took his old friend, who's like his friend and somehow works for him. He's his book, I guess. He tracks down information in books. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a lot of swapping books back and forth, too, which I didn't remember. 
which you would think that being set in 2022, they would at least had some version of some type of computer system that this man was working with instead of actual well, physical books. Okay, we, we got a very clear demonstration of where they thought computer technology would be at in 2022 by playing a video game from 1979. Yeah, she's like, it's like a version of Asteroids or something like yeah, that. That's exactly what it was. I mean, that machine, that machine in that movie is a freaking vintage classic. If That's like... Real life nowadays in that condition for collectors, that's like a $70,000 machine. Right. It's right. unbelievable. So, you know, I like watching old movies to see the sets, the clothing, and everything else. And it is funny. Okay, so a movie made in the 70s, it's it's uh, 2022, they're all still wearing the same clothes. <laughs> it's big collars and ascots and, you know, that guy dressed up... Uh, like Mr. Feely, not Mr. Feely, Mr. Fielding. Oh, who was the other guy? Not the Ropers on Three's Company, Mr. Feely. Yeah, no, I yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. It was a Don Knotts. Character. The Don Knotts character. Yeah, that's that's who this cop dressed up as. No, 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 he didn't. I thought Charlie, the guy that uh, was in charge of the furniture at the swanky apartments, I thought he dressed up like that. Yeah, yeah, the furniture. Which I guess in the future they just have women that live in your house for sex. And they just do that to live in a nice house? Like a couch would want to just be in a nice house? <laughs> yes, I would assume so. Uh, because, yeah, every every nice apartment had this... Oh, had, Jesus had Christ. Had furniture. Bell. Here, you talk. I'll yeah. get the dogs. Okay, yeah. Dan's got to let... <laughs> Dan's got to let Buddy out, Nala in, yell at Harley for barking at her fool head off. So, yeah, they had these ladies that were, I guess, prostitutes that went with the apartments because the one lady in the apartment um, where Charlton Heston character was uh, investigating the murder of her boss. Um, so they brought in a new guy into the apartment, and he decided he liked her, so he was going to keep her as his furniture. But they're all basically very beautiful women who were pretty much just prostitutes for these men. Well, and Charlton Heston said, like, well, what are you going to do now? And she's like... Uh, stay here until there's new tenants. And hope that they like me and, <coughs> like, and can stay here. So, yeah. I like the scene then when <laughs> when she then had all of the other furniture friends from the apartment building. She had them all over to her place for the night to just take a break. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, well, yeah, everyone's allowed one break a day or one break a week. But you're not allowed to leave your apartments. Y'all got to stay where you belong. Very weird. That was that was one whole part of the movie I'd completely forgotten about was the crazy prostitution that they were. Yeah, I totally didn't remember that either. But like I said, I was <coughs> a million years ago when I saw it, and I was I'm sure I was a kid. Um. So there, in you know, we've seen a lot of riots over the last year. What What did you think about their form of riot control when they just bring on big dump trucks with bucket loaders on the front and pick people up and scoop them in? Yeah, I'm thinking that's not gonna. That's not really gonna work these days. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine if, if that's really how they took care of crowds, just scooped them up like dirt? Oh, really, really creepy. But I don't know. Good movie. Super depressing. Very depressing. But you know, we, I don't think we're eating people yet. You know, we're still working on eating plastic. We haven't moved up to people. Yeah. Speaking of plastic, I was watching something in, on Facebook where someone snuck into this factory in China, shock, shock, where they process this plastic down to make it look like rice. 
and I'm sure that's the shit they put in dog food that ends up over here killing our pets. Is this fake plastic rice? Probably. Which is why never buy dog food if you know it's from China. No. Never buy any food from China. Let no. me just say that. Yeah, there's the entire fact that there is this uh, counterfeit food business that happens in China where they make they fake everything, and then even like there's this thing called what is it gutter grease or gutter oil where they like really the street runoff that's all fatty they just scoop it up and then boil it down and reprocess it into cooking oil nasty like oh my god it's surprising that the chinese population is still over a billion people because you think <laughs> that stuff would be killing people left and right unless they're used to eating it maybe i don't know <laughs> their uh yeah their bodies have built up a tolerance to gutter rot food i guess so man very bizarre okay Enough of that. Let's talk about women in prison. Yeah. Season 6, episode 10, Caged Heat. In the recap, we get uh, Meg. We get that the Alphas are spawning and Grandpa Samuel is uh, rounding them up. And that Crowley was kicked out of hell. Anything else? Crowley wasn't kicked out of hell. Oh, King of Hell. King it's of a Hell. King of Hell, yeah. And he's still looking for purgatory. My autocorrect failed me there. All right, so it opens up and we see Crowley is beating Crowley. <laughs> I mean, there's just two dudes that both look like Crowley. Um, the one guy, uh, he's an alpha of some sort, I guess a shapeshifter. Yes. How are my notes so terrible? Um, and he wants to know where Purgatory is. Crowley threatens and uh, stabs the real Crowley that's like interrogating the shapeshifter. Threatens him and stabs the other guy. Uh, then he even has the shapeshifter's children and threatens him with that too. Doesn't seem to work. So Crowley just grabs a big sword and cuts his head off. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> Stinger graphic. Yeah. Crowley wasn't getting any information from that shifter. <clears throat> yeah. Cause when Crowley threatened the children and the shifter's like, oh, whatever. I can always make more. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, he didn't really give a shit. Boys pull up to like either a factory or a power plant at night. They have a guy with them with a bag on his head, and they turn it over um, to some demons. And the boys tell these demons, hey, we want to meet Crowley, uh, but they get blown off and pretty badly and just driven away. Like, you'll see him when he wants to see you. Mm -hmm. Back at the hotel, uh, Dean complains about working for Crowley, and Sam's like, hey, we just got to keep doing it. This is the only way. Um, then at this point, which is weird, though, is Dean then asks Sam if he even wants it back. Meaning his soul. Yes, this is the second time Dean has asked this. Do you even want it back? And Sam's like, yes, that's that's why I'm working with Crowley. If I didn't really want it back, I wouldn't be doing this crap, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know why Sam... I mean, he just said, we've got to keep doing this horrible act to get my soul back. You sure you even want to do it? Well, <laughs> it's not like he went off to Coney Island today. Right. So it makes no sense. Um, Sam then vanishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put a Dean turns around to get a drink and turns around back around and Sam is gone. Next we see uh, then uh, Dean and Sam are tied up. Like someone whacks Dean in the back of the head, I think. Yeah, well, he found Sam lying on the floor and then someone got the drop on him and knocked him out. So, yeah, they wake up and they're once again tied up in a chair. Meg has them uh, tied up and asks where Crowley is. Sam laughs and figures out that Meg is totally bluffing with all of this. Uh, she actually seems scared to him and seems to be running from Crowley. Sam offers her a deal to work with Crowley, 
Sam, uh, Dean reluctantly goes along with this, and the demons leave. Well, the thing is, Meg wanted, yeah, wanted to know where Crowley was and threatened to kill Dean, and that's when Sam's like, oh, she's bluffing. She's running from Crowley. She's scared. There's no way she's going to kill us because she knows she'll never find him. And so, yes, then Sam agrees that uh, we'll help you, you help us, that whole sort of situation. Dean and Sam get free, and Dean asks Sam, well, what the hell he's doing working for Meg? And Sam says, uh, no emotion. We need getting. We need help getting to Crowley. Just because Meg killed some friends of theirs. Um, what was her name from the Roadhouse? Joe and Ellen. Yeah, because she blew up the Roadhouse, right, with them two in it? No, Joe and Ellen uh, sacrificed themselves for Sam and Dean. Yeah, but I thought they it was when the Roadhouse blew up. Oh, they were keeping the Hellhounds away. Yeah, as they were at they the Roadhouse. They were at a hardware store. Yeah, as the hardware store blew up or burned down or whatever. Um, we see Sam calling for Cass. Uh, Sam keeps calling for Cass and then does a, we think the Nazis have found a big golden box and we're not sure what they're going to do with it. No, he says, we found this box. Um, it looks pretty old. Something the Nazis wanted, but when they opened it, it melted a guy's face off. I don't know. We think it might be the Ark of the Covenant. Cass shows up at this point, realizing that <laughs> there is no Ark of the Covenant. This is not another... Because Cass is always there for the weapons of heaven. He shows right. up immediately for weapons of heaven. Right. So. so, yeah, Cass shows up. He's like, where's the box? And then Sam's like, I can't believe you fell for that. That was the, th that was the plot for Raiders. <laughs> well, Cass is pretty pissed. Uh, let's him know, like, dude, I was mid-battle. And Sam's like, well, we need your help. Um, so we need some help with you. Um, what are my notes here? Sam says he needs to help. He, he will kill Cass. Yeah, Sam says that they need help uh, finding Crowley to get his soul back. If Cass doesn't help him, he will hunt him down and kill him. And Cass is like, how? He's like, I don't know how, but remember, I can't sleep. I can do the research. I will find a way. <laughs> Back at uh, the hotel or farm, I don't know quite they're where in a they're hotel. at. Okay, uh, Cass tries to find Crowley. They're like doing some sort of chant thing, or you know, they're, doing they're a burning, spell. yeah, herbs in a bowl. Uh, but Cass is unable to find Crowley. Uh, then they go looking for something, and Grandpa Samuel comes home. This is why I thought they were at Grandpa Samuel's farm. No, they didn't go to there until Crowley. Uh, Cass couldn't find Crowley with a spell, and so uh, I think Dean or Sam figured, well, someone knows where to find him. It's obviously Samuel, because Samuel's been working with him. Yeah. So maybe they can find another way to find him if Samuel won't help them himself. So they're lurking around at Samuel's place, and uh, he comes home. Uh, Samuel claims that he doesn't know where he is. Dean asks for everyone uh, to take off and give them a moment. Dean then presses Samuel on why he can't help. Samuel reveals that Crowley offered to bring back their mom. Dean says that uh, that this deal isn't going to lead to anywhere that'll be good to bring back mom. Because as we know, all these demons are liars and double crossers. He says that uh, this is one of the family's weaknesses. We keep making deals that turn sour. Uh, Dean eventually goads him with, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to tell her? That you made a deal with a demon to get her back, but you won't help her own sons. 
you know, really kind of putting the screws to Samuel to help them. Mm-hmm. Back at the hotel, the boys are investigating. I don't know, they're just, like, looking through papers or books or something. Yeah, look at their papers or maybe even on Sam's laptop. I couldn't really tell either. We see Cass, though. He's sitting in front of the TV, um, commenting on why the pizza guy is slapping her ass if he truly does love her. Maybe she did something wrong. Yeah, the pizza man truly loves the babysitter. Why does he keep smacking her bottom or whatever? Perhaps she did something wrong. And that's when they're like, dude, are you watching porn? Yeah, and the boys tell him, like, dude, you don't watch porn in a room full of guys, and you don't talk about it. At this point, Samuel shows up, walks in, and says, so, you just, you guys just sit around watching porn with an angel? At that point, Cass then replies, we're not supposed to talk about it. (laughs) So it does sound like that that's what they do with their free time. (laughs) No, Cass just learned that they're not supposed to talk about Cass doesn't know, you know. That, yeah, but Cass he says being... we're not supposed to talk about it. So Grandpa Samuel is probably like, what the hell? <laughs> that was not a no to his question. Uh, Samuel has a map of where the bagged creatures get taken. Uh, they're someplace in the woods, and nobody is allowed to get uh, in or out that he doesn't want in or out. Outside, Meg and everyone talk, and they tell her uh, that they know where Crowley is. There's some back and forth about trust. Uh, Sam, though, grabs a knife, kills one of the demons, and walks off taking his knife with. Okay, first, Sam asks Meg, because Meg got that's Ruby's knife that Ruby gave them that kills demons. Sam asks for a knife from Meg. She gives it to him. Turns on and kills a demon. And he says the reason that he killed that demon is because that demon wanted them dead more than he wanted to help find Crowley. So he was doing them all a favor. But then, yeah, he does walk away. Meg wants a knife back, and he's like, nope, you stole it from us. It's ours. We see Sam packing up the trunk of the car. Inside, Cass tells Dean that getting Sam's soul back might not be wise. Sam's soul has been locked in the cage for a year with uh, Lucifer and Michael, right? Or Raphael? Michael and Lucifer. Michael and Lucifer. Um, And that taking his soul now and forcing it back into Sam might uh, be a bad medical call. Uh, because it could paralyze him, drive him nuts. Who really knows what's going to happen when they reunite? Dean says, figure it out, Cass. He needs a soul. Cass warns if they fail, he might suffer. And the camera kind of swings around, and Sam overheard all of it. Mm-hmm. They show up at an old jail, it looks like. Uh, yeah, it looks like it just, yeah, it looks like it might have been an old abandoned jail or something. You know, out in the middle of the woods. Uh, they go inside, and we see that there are monsters locked up in the cells. Uh, they stop, hear a rustling coming, and it's hellhounds. So they all take off running. Meg's like, all right, peace out, chumps. She tries to smoke out, but she can't. Well, this is after the hellhounds got the two demons that were with her, and they got... We're able to get behind a door, lock it, salt it to kind of hold them off for a little while. But yeah, she's like, peace out, bitches. And she can't. They figure that Crowley must have have some kind of spell that prevents demons from smoking out. Yeah. Spell has everyone locked into their meat suits in, inside this prison. Megan Cass start making out for I don't know why. Just all of a sudden those two look at each other and start kissing. And then Meg pulls back and says, where'd you learn that? Cass replies, the pizza man. Everyone takes off, and Meg stays behind to fight the hellhounds. The reason Meg started making out with Cass is because she stole the angel knife that he was holding. And that's when she 
then she pulls it out and Dean asks her if he thinks that would um, kill Hellhound. And she's like, I don't know. But she says, you guys go. I can see them. I'll hold them off as, as long as I can. You find Crowley. You kill him. Boys are walking down the stairs and Cass vanishes. Uh, and he vanished because Samuel is there. And he's got one of those angel blast sigils on the wall. So looks like Samuel double-crossed him because instantly Crowley shows up and easily locks them all up. And we see, uh, though, good news is Meg was able to kill all the hellhounds, but then she's attacked by a demon. Yes, it's the Christian Campbell demon. It's the demon that was in, has been inhabiting Christian Campbell's body. Dean and uh, Sam are locked up. Samuel shows up to talk to Dean. They argue about who is protecting who and who's selling out who. Dean says that he, uh, when he gets out, he is going to kill them. him. Dean is going to kill Samuel. This point, two, uh, Samuel just shuts the door and wanders off, and then two demons show up and take him away. We see Meg. She's tied down to our old, you know, one of my favorite reoccurring characters on this show, the Frankenstein table. <laughs> it's always the same table. Well, of course. Why do you need more than one? <laughs> These set designers they could have at least painted it once in a while or something. This has some cool leather straps on it, though. <clears throat> yeah, this time they had uh, some leather straps decorated with magic marker. <laughs> this It's such a cheesy prop. They, I don't know. Everything else in this show is so damn cool, but that Frankenstein table is so dumb, I think. Uh, we see, though, she's tied down. Uh, oh, and she is topless with a nice wide strap going right across her boobs. I think she's totally nude. Uh, but yeah, they've got the leather strap across her breast so you can't see them, and something across her crotch region so you can't see that. Oh, well, that's odd because then she... Okay, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we see that she's tied down. Demon is threatening her with a knife. Uh, back in Sam's jail cell, though, he starts biting into his own arm. And at this point... I was kind of concerned, you know, because I'm watching this the first time through. I'm sure you know what's going to happen. But I was like, oh, man, is Sam really a demon? And now he's powering up on his own demon blood. <laughs> yeah, that thought did come to my mind the first time I saw it. too. Because he just like hunkers down in the corner and just starts tucking into his arm like yummy. <laughs> uh, Dean, we see him lurking through a room just full of blood and guts everywhere. It's <laughs> horrific. Uh, there's then two werewolves, I think. No, they weren't werewolves. Or whatever they were, they were shown into the room and told, told that, hey, here's your breakfast. Meaning Dean. Uh, the same demons walk into cell, Sam's cell. Uh, but Sam, he was not drinking his own demon blood, as I had suspected. He just needed to rip his arm open so he could draw a demon trap on the ceiling. And how he reached up there is beyond me. I mean, you know, Jared Pay like he's tall, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there was a step stool in that room with him there or quite how been. he did it. But also, he's just like blindly biting into the side of his arm. So there'd be like random blood gushing everywhere. Really nicely drawn um, symbol. You know, yeah. nice and tight lines. You know, not really over a half an inch wide. Yeah. And if your whole arm is just dripping with blood everywhere, I don't know how you pull that off. But whatever. Well, Maybe he's got a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah. I guess finger paints. Yeah. Yeah. He ripped in, got his palette on his left, and then he painted with his right. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, 
so uh, he's got that guy trapped. And there just, are two of them. They're both trapped. Yeah, the scene just changes. Uh, don't know if Sam killed him or what. But then Sam goes off, finds Dean, and kills those creatures that were attacking him. We go back and we see Meg is still being tortured. Uh, but she's, like, not really into it. Kind of mocking the guy. Uh, he stabs her again. She screams in pain. And then she just stops and starts laughing and like what are you laughing at and what do you know dean was right behind that dude kills him and then dean goes and lets meg go which was nice yeah it was very nice of him uh not to just be like well time to solve all my problems in one day and kill her off too he did let her go crowley is walking around and goes into a girl's room and asks if she's ready to talk then the alarm goes off which I didn't know that this place even had power anymore. <coughs> but it's like the fire alarm goes off. Yeah. Do they need, do they need, do those fire alarms need power? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, well, of course they even, need some sort of power, but yeah, I don't know. Even if they're on a battery backup, that place looked like it was more than 10 years old and those batteries would not have lasted. <laughs> yeah, true. Whatever. They got emergency. Maybe there's solar panels on the ceiling. Uh, so the alarm goes off. Crowley leaves to go investigate. He walks into Meg's torture room. And what do you know? Everyone's met up in there and the boys have trapped Crowley under another demon symbol thing. Devil's trap. <coughs> Devil's trap. Um, Meg walks in and uh, she's somehow then able to flinch her fist. And it looks like she's like gripping his insides or something. He like winces in pain. Seems pretty painful. Maybe like she's fisting his soul or something. Could I don't be. know. Uh, Sam asks for his soul back. Crowley says no. Meg goes back to torturing him again. Crowley claims that he cannot get it back. You know, just sorry, dudes. I can't help you actually get it back. Which is kind of shitty because he's been lying to them the whole time. That Oh, yeah, just do this work for me and I'll give it you back. And now he can't. Yeah, he says that he was lucky to get back, get out of hell what he did. Um, but then he also says that Sampai doesn't want his soul back because he would be a drooling mess. Yeah, even Meg then says he probably doesn't want it back. Um, Meg goes in to kill him, but Crowley gets the drop on her, like does a fast motion, grabs a knife, sticks it into the cement ceiling, and that breaks the uh, devil's trap. She takes the knife, uh, and then Cass shows up just in time with a skull and a bag it's crowley's bones and as we've learned earlier you can burn bones of the meat suit that the demons are in and then that burns them all up cask asks if he can get sam's soul back crowley again is like no i can't it just can't be done and Cass is like fuck it drops the bag <laughs> drops the skull drops the bag on the floor lights it all on fire it burns up and crowley also burns down to ash mm -hmm. At this point, Meg's like, fuck this. She vanishes. And that's the end of the episode, pretty much. Cass well, and the boys. It, can I um, want me to do the wrap up or was no, there no, more no, in no. there? I said, Meg leave. Uh, Sam gets Ruby's knife from the pile of ashes. Um, Cass does say that, yeah, Crowley was right. Because Crowley said that things are going bad in heaven for, um, for Cass. And Cass is like, yeah, he was right. Um, he wishes he could help him more. But that, that things are going bad. By this time, they're outside, and Sam says, you know, that that uh, prison is full of these creatures. We can't let them out. We can't just leave them there. So it says Cass to take care of him. Cass disappears. I'm assuming he's going in there to kill him. 
or do something, you know. Sam says he may not want his soul back because if both Crowley and Cass or an angel and demon agree that it would mess him up, that they're probably right and thinks he'd be better off without his soul anyway. So he's at the point like, if I'm going to be a drooling mess, I don't want it. I'm better off without it. Um, he starts walking away from the Dean, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, I have... Uh, Cass says that they'll find another way. Cass vanishes. Sam and Dean fight about getting a soul back. Sam is starting to think that he's better off without it anyways. And then my final note in here, see if you can get the reference. Sam wanders off like Met Freddie Mercury into the rain. Do you remember that scene? From Bohemian Rhapsody, when he has a fight with his manager, and then he just like wanders off, sad Hulk into the rain. Yeah, I do remember that scene. Well, that was the emotion that I got. Was just like, <laughs> leave me alone. You can all go to hell. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> He's gonna go and wander into the streets. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, funny episode, but really, this episode didn't have much story into it. This was just. A shaggy dog story. It was just one thing led to the other, which led to the other, which led to the other, and that was it. There was no plot. They weren't finding anything. There was no mystery. Well, there was a plot. The plot was to try and get Sam Solo back, and then they found out that uh, they Crowley, Crowley has been lying to him all this time. He's just been using him to get these creatures, knowing that he couldn't help them. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. The so plot was getting was, Sam Soul back. And that kind of carries over to the bigger plot of the season, you know, of trying to get Sam Soul back after he's been out of hell for this time without one. Um, and I thought of something, too, that stereographic that has a shattering glass, and you kind of wonder what it was about, but now I remember, it's the fact that Sam's soul is shattered and splintered. And so it's kind of like what they're going to do, you know, when they get the splintered soul oh, back. Oh, that's the glass reference. Yes, I believe it Interesting. is. Interesting. All right. So how many dead in this episode? Oh, I don't even have IMDb up. Let a me. Brazilian? Yeah, at least a Brazilian. But they're all supernatural creatures, so it's not like it's right. any people. People? People. Good lord, you're watching too much of my dear. <laughs> yeah. Supernatural, let's see. Season 6, episode 10. See, they needed, the boys needed Medea along with on one of these adventures to just slap everyone into behaving properly. There you go. There you go. That always works. We know how that, yeah. Okay, so while that's going on, uh, Body count 11. <laughs> but like I said, they're all like yeah. demons and ghouls and stuff like that yeah and you know at the end of the episode too where the hell did uh samuel go he just he just split while the splitting was good didn't he yeah he did he's like mm, tides have turned on this adventure he just hop in his bronco and drive off <laughs> probably i don't know what he did yeah it's so. just <laughs> walking home thumbing a ride no i'm sure he, he had to have a vehicle around there somewhere so, I mean, he probably, well, he's the one that gave him the map, so he knew exactly where it was. Yeah. Well, that's good. He'll be able to walk out of the woods at least. Okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to bring up with this episode? Um, no, not that I can really think of. Just like I said, it was uh, kind of, to me, um, all a part of a story arc, trying to get Sam's soul back, finding out that shock, shock, a demon lied to them can't get it back and so yeah now they're gonna have to 
find a way to hopefully get it back, see if Cass can help somehow with that, and hopefully he can. I'm sure it'll all work out in the end. Yeah. All right, so just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi, but better yet is a website produced by Penny herself called coupleofidgets.com. Over there, you can find links to every episode. Uh, you can download and stream it.